I really feel the presence of the Lord today. Romans 5, 19. Amen. Okay. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jesus, I mean from Jerusalem, Can't hardly see my Bible this morning. Tears in my eyes. I'll just stop right there. We're going to title this, God Does Extraordinary Things. He is not no ordinary God. And if you're a Christian, you are not no ordinary person. We'll cover that here in a little bit. God has no partiality. Every person is a Christian is special to him. They're very special. He shows no favoritism. You wonder sometimes why some does better than others. There's a lot of reason behind that. It's not God's responsibility. It is our responsibility to be what God says we are. I really believe with all my heart we ever get a hold of that we are what God says we are, not what I feel and not what I think, that we are exactly what God says we are. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthened you. Paul says, I labor more abundantly than anybody on the earth, but not I, Christ inside me. He's doing the work. So through many signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, the signs were the power of God working through his people. God is not going to work except one way, and that's through his people. He's the head and we're the body. He uses us to care about his mission. And the wonders are extraordinary things, marvelous. How many know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made? You're created in the image and the likeness of God. Amen. Every time the lion looked at Adam, what did he think? That's God. That's God. Ever from beginning of time, God's always been moving and talking. Genesis 1, verse 1 through 3. The Bible said, And the Lord walked with Adam in the cool of the day. That word cool in Hebrew means in the spirit. He was in the spirit. God wants to walk with you every day. Not just on Sunday morning. Not any other time he wants to walk with you in the cool of the day, in the spirit. So his spirit is inside of us. There's healing of the mind, of the body. There's healing for everybody. One of the speakers said he was sick one time and they had to call a doctor in and he said, I was really sick. They called a minister in to pray for me. 
And as he prayed for me, he said, the Lord just spoke to me to tell you something. You're holding on some things that you're supposed to let go. And once you let them go, God will do marvelous things in your life. Listen, you can't hold on to your past and be expected to have the blessings of God. They're a hindrance to you. They're like an albatross around your neck. You got to get rid of those things. He said, when I got rid of it, things changed. Extraordinary things in all things for us to have in the kingdom of God. Scientists tell us the body alone is made up with trillions of cells. This body is made up of trillions of cells. There's thousands, maybe millions, blood cells, red ones and white ones, all in your body. Every day when you bathe, you wash off thousands or maybe millions blood cells. But as soon as you wash them off, new ones is taking its place. Come on, church. God wants us to realize he's with us, and you can't never lose anything because God will reward it back to you. That tells you how wonderful and magnificently we're made. Then you read the scriptures. Your mind must be renewed, Romans 12 and 2, what? Daily. Your spirit's got to be renewed how? Daily. If these are washing off, and scientists says your body completely renews its total self every seven years. I wonder what would happen if we would make a practice to renew our mind every day. We're living in a dirty world. We're living in a world right now I've never heard, and I've heard other people tell me, Brother James, had never had asthma until this year. We're so covered with pollen and things like that gets you dirty so you're going to have to renew your spirit every day to have the real full blessings of God upon us when Jesus was nearing death we find this in St. John 12 he said father I want you to glorify me again like before the foundation of the world he said I'd done it then and I'll do it again Listen, if you've ever been blessed, you can be blessed again, greater than what you ever was blessed. So the Father spoke to him, and the people standing around, Brother Michael Taylor said, it sounded like thunder. In the book of Psalms, we find that David said, the Lord spoke, and the cedar tree broke in half, split down the middle. Where we live, you go out on 249, if you look at the right, where a banker lives with a big, large cedar tree. Drove by the other day in this storm. It split right in half. Part of it laying over this way, part of it laying over that way. God's voice produces great and mighty things if we just learn to hear the voice of God. How many of you got to train yourself to hear the voice of God? We have so many distractions. I'm going to come to this again here in a minute in this world. The prodigal son came to himself. I believe that you and I in the church need to come to ourselves, who we really are and what we're here for. Sometimes we're living in a hog pen when we ought to be living in the throne room. Huh? It's our responsibility to get out of the hog pen. 
Now, I tell you, I was raised on a farm. I was in FFA and had pigs and hogs for project. And then Dean Turner and I got in the hog business. Uh, we had a bunch of them at one time. They stink. They're nasty. Oh, my goodness, they're nasty. They eat one another's tails off. They're ugly. How many believe it's time to get out of the hog pen and go where God has created you to be? Amen? Down and out, depressed, don't know what to do. Get your eyes on Jesus. You cannot have the blessings of God looking into this world. you got to stay on Jesus. He's the light of the world, and your eye is the light that brings him into your life. Every day of your life. What wonderful things. If you don't pray for anybody, you pray for me. I'm really stirred in my heart about this. Come to ourselves. How wonderful and fearfully we are made. I believe it's God's will to heal everybody. I believe that. I believe the Bible supports that. The Scripture teaches us this in Psalms 81 and 10. Open thy mouth wide, and I will what? Now, what he's saying there, if you get your big mouth open, amen? What, what do they have, a big mouth bass? Is that what they have? You say, why did, why did he say that? He, this is what he's trying to teach us. If you get your big mouth open, I'll fill it with big things. It offends God for us to ask for little things. It offends him. I can prove that from the Scripture. He wants you to ask big things. He said, if you'll open your mouth big, as big a thing as you ask, I can give it. God can give more than what you can ever ask for. And he wants to give. It's his pleasure to give us good gifts. Romans, I mean, Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do abundantly above what you think or ask. Why don't you just let your imagination run away with you sometime on some big things you want from God? People believe, Christians believe it's wrong to ask for big things. you got a God that's an extraordinary God, and you're extraordinary made, and he wants to, you to have everything that he has. God says everything that is mine belongs to who? You. So it belongs to you. So start asking for what? Big thing. Elijah said, what do you want, Elisha? He said, I want a double portion. He said, you're asking for two bigger things. <laughs> that, that, that's too big to be asking for. But nevertheless, if you watch me, I forgot how many, 13 years he followed him, poured water on his hand, washed his hand. 13 years he followed him. He wanted big things, and he got it. He got exactly what he asked for. If you will ask, you shall what? Receive. Jabez asked for what? Oh, he wanted a bigger territory. Peggy's favorite part about that, that let me cause no pain. Listen, when God is increasing you abundantly, there ought to be a cry in our hearts, don't let me cause no pain. Don't let me cause no pain. And God gave him what he asked for.
He is a generous father. How many know he's your father? They said, teach us to pray. He said, our father. He's your father. He's my father. And he doesn't show no partiality. He wants you to have big things, lots of things, abundance of things. He wants you to have in the kingdom of God. So we have not because what? Well, I just don't want to ask nothing big. I'm just satisfied with this. Don't never be satisfied with where you are in God. You'll never get the place. If you're ever satisfied, you'll displease God. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I strive for more. I ask for more. Moses wanted more than what he ever had. It's amazing how many people left Egypt. How many estimated left Egypt? Three million. Now tell me how many went into Canaan's land. Two. That's not two good percentages, is it? They complain. I read an article the other day. If we ever learn and realize what complaining, negative thinking, and negative talk does to our flesh, we would never do it again in our lives. Because we don't realize what's happening to us. It's time for us to wake up and come to ourselves. Get out of the pig pen. Get out of the dumps. And go back where you call from. How many of you ever heard of St. Augustine? Brother James had. He was a renegade. His mother's name was Monica. She prayed for that boy every day earnestly praying for him. He convinced others to get in sin and get in trouble with him and all those things. But every day she prayed, 30-something years. Some says, why did she have to pray so long? It was not her prayers wasn't affected that he was unresponsible, responsive to the power of God. People can be praying for you and you never get anything because you're unresponsible to the power of God. One day he was changed just like that. And you read about him today. He gets the name of St. Augustine. Wrote a book, a dynamic book, The City of God. Heaven is not only a place we're going, but we are living now in a wonderful, blessed time. I know the world is, a, is in trouble. And don't tell me how much trouble it's in. I want to tell you how good Jesus is. Our lives will be transformed if we talk how good Jesus is. If one man, Philip, can go down to Samaria and preach to a city that the Jews hated and turn that whole nation to God, how much more can we do today? Because we've got a wonderful, dynamic God, wonderful God, we used to sing a song. Peggy got it when we went to a conference one time. When I look back down the road. How many know it's good to look back down the road sometimes and see where God brought you from? If you ain't got nothing to thank him for, just raise your hand and thank him for what he kept you from. You never knew it. What accident you could have been in and you never knew it. I hadn't been around, but some of them tell me what severe damage we have around here. 
Not one person, as far as we know, of got hurt. We ought to thank God for that. Everything that's been damaged can be replaced. Amen. Some of the trees can't. God is an extraordinary God. Open your mouth wide and I'll what? I'll feel it. He's able to do abundantly above what you ever ask or think. He's able to do it. He wants to do it. Acts 19 and 11 said this. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Some people said, well, that was Paul. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Paul was special. You're special, Sister Pat. You're just as special as Paul was. What we have to learn to do is to be obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Naaman would have never been healed if he hadn't been obedient. The woman with the issue of blood, I want you to stay with me now, was not healed because she pressed through the crowd. No, I'm sorry. She wasn't. And Jesus said, who touched me? Watch this. The disciple says, everybody's touching you. And you asked who touched you. He said, I felt virtue, power. And then Jesus looked at her and said, your faith has made you whole. Do you get that? It's not the touching. It's the faith that made her whole. Listen, your faith will draw the power of God out of him into your life and get rid of everything in your life that don't need to be there. Praise God. You wash by the blood. The devil tell you, when you sinning, he's a liar, and the father of all lies. The blood has cleansed you of all your sins. And whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. He frees us. He sets us free. Ask and you shall what? Somebody tell me right quick. Sister Diane, don't you tell me. Duty 1, Deuteronomy 1 and 11. Anybody? Okay, here we go. The prophet said, I'm going to bless you a thousand times more than I blessed your forefathers. Now, you read how he blessed Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. It cannot compare what he's going to bless you with. You got what the angel would like to look into. You got what the prophets of old would like to look into. You read the book of Romans, and Paul said things was once hid from the man, from the foundation of the world, but it's been revealed by Jesus Christ. We are blessed to be here today. You're blessed to know God. I'm telling you, you're blessed beyond your wildest imagination what God is. How blessed we are because we serve a God that is not ordinary. Robert Schuler left and went to Forgot the grove, some grove in California. Forgot the place. 
might have been Cedar Grove, I remember. He was going to start the church in a wore out drive-in theater. That's where he started. Then he had this dream to build Crystal Cathedral. All out of glass. Every architect he went to, what did they tell him? Can't be done. Finally, he went to one, and he said, it can be done, and I'll do it for you. Went to the air-conditioned people, and what did they say? Can't be done. You can't cool it. Finally, could run up on one. Listen, perseverance is one of the keys to receiving from God. If one turns you down, don't you give up. Because that's not the one that can supply you. You go to the one that can supply all of your needs according to his riches glory. His name is Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. If you can dream it and ask it, he can provide it. That was in the 80s. He built that church. Almost $30 million debt-free. Oh, not one dime when it was finished. How big is God? I mean, look, God can put people in your life you can't imagine what they could do for you because they're in his hand like water is in a channel. You may not have the ability or the finances, but you know one that does. His name is Jesus, and he wants to bless you. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more so that God wants to give you the Holy Ghost? All you got to do is what? Ask. Ask the wonderful things of God. Hallelujah. When we open our mouths wide, God will what? He's going to do what? Fill him. Perseverance. Matthew 7 and 8. I'm going to see if they can put that up there, and I'd like for us to look at this. Matthew 7 and 8. I want you to help me out here now. What does that say? It does what? Does what? Is it going what? Go ahead. He didn't say that you should do it. He didn't say you should do it. He said what? You're going to do it. Come on, church. When we get a vision, without a vision, we perish. We need a picture of the things that God is going to do for us before we ever get it. If we don't, we won't ever get it. You're going to have to have a vision of what you want. Read that again. Everyone that does what? Ask us. You're going to do what? Don't give up. Ask in faith. Don't cast away your confidence. The man in the pig pen did what? Help me out. Do what? Came to himself. Normally when I'm driving, I pretty well always got a, a scriptural tape in my machine and I'm listening to scriptures. I'm trying to absorb it. But sometimes 
I'm driving, and that's all it mounts to. I'm not hearing anything. Then it comes to me, the Lord says, you're not listening to nothing. I back it up and start over again. I, I can't tell you how many times I back it up and start over again. I believe it's time for the church to come to themselves what God has really in store for us. And where we are today is not where God wants us. Like one of the preachers that talked down there about sometimes God's going to take things out of your life because that's not where he wants you to be. That's your dream. That's your vision that you want, but it's not what God's vision and dream for you. So he has to take it out of your life and change you in the direction that he wants you to go, and you have found out a more productive life that God has planned for your life. What did he do? He came to himself. And what's the next step? Action. Faith without what? Action is what? dead. He gets up and he starts home. What did he see afar off? So what? His father saw him afar off. I mean, you know that God sees you when you make a decision, you're going to go toward God for more. You're going to leave behind, but God has something greater for your life. And when he gets home, I'd like for you to back up there a little bit. When, he, when the prodigal son asked for his portion, the Scripture said the father divided all their goods between both of them. Did you ever notice that? Sister? Yeah, you, you noticed that, didn't you? The one that stayed at home had everything that God had for his life. But what did he do with it? He was too involved in earthly things that he didn't really realize what he had. You never killed a fatted calf for me. You never made no music for me. You never did this for me. He said, son... You had it all the time. But you just didn't know. How many, how many know that you are extraordinary and God says that and you have it all the time? We ought to start shouting hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the father put the ring on his finger, took off those old clothes and put a purple robe on him, dressed him up. But I want you to notice something. When the son left home, he was the one asking, give me, give me, give me. But now he has a servant mentality. He has a servant idea. He was there to serve. When we learn to serve like God intends for us to serve, we'll be surprised what happens in our lives. The devil tells you when you give, you're losing. He knows really when you give, abundance is coming back. If you give as much as what a cold cup of water, there's nothing no more refreshing 
I know they say gator egg. I don't know about that. But I tell you, there's nothing no more refreshing when you're hot than a cool cup of water. And most anybody can do that. Just one good word. One guy said, I can live a week on one praise. What good things that God has in store for us. You're more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. For we are God's handiwork. I believe Sister Rhonda Edu one time was influential getting the, the potter to come here. Y'all remember that? Oh, I tell you, that just stuck with me so much. I've read that I don't know how many times, but just seeing it on that wheel going around and around, dipping his hand in the water, shaping it on the outside, dipping his hand in the water, shaping it on the inside. But Jeremiah said he breaks the vessel. Paul said we are the vessel, an earthly vessel. In other words, just a clay vessel. God told and Ananias said, I have chosen him a vessel. This old body is so frail and fragile. It is so. But I tell you what's on in here is going to last forever. And that potter broke the clay vessel. Sometimes we blame the devil. Well, the devil did this, the devil done that. Better be careful. It could be God breaking that vessel and shaping it for something greater that he has in mind for your life. It may be you're too small to hold what God is going to give you, and he's going to break that thing and remold it and make it a big thing. Won't give you a number three wash tub until a gallon bucket. God has his best interest for us. He's more interested in us, I think, sometimes, and we are interested in ourselves. He said, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. He created each and every one of us to do what? To do good works. He created you for that purpose. We're going to close on Luke 13, 10 to 17. Jesus went to the synagogue one day on the Sabbath to teach. And as he went in there and sat down and began to teach, this lady came in, all bent over, could not straighten herself up. He moved with compassion. Listen, every time you have a problem, God moves with compassion. He's there to do something. He said to this woman, woman, straighten thyself up. He laid his hands on her, and she stood up straight. All them people gathered around and criticized him, said, he's healing here on the Sabbath. How many know that there's no Sabbath? Like our Sabbath was Sunday set by our forefathers because it's the first day of the week. But according to scriptures, there is no Sabbath. Every day is a Sabbath. Every day is a Sabbath day. I want you to watch this. 
shall not the daughter of Abraham be healed? Huh? Genesis 3 said you are an heir of Abraham through Jesus Christ. You should not have to have those things because you are the seed of Abraham through Jesus Christ. Every seed, if I was to brought an apple here today and cut it open, took an apple seed out of there, gave it to you, and you went and planted it, in several years, what would you have? What? You're going to have an apple tree. The Scripture said every seed bears after its kind. We are the seed of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to bear the same fruit that he bore because we're his offspring. We're the seed. This one was the seed of Abraham, Galatians 3, through Jesus Christ. So that's why he healed her. Can I be bold? We're not supposed to be sick. I know I got a wife that's bad sick. But that's not the plan of God. The God's plan for us to be healed so we can do greater works in the kingdom of God. We are the seed of Abraham. Why don't we just pray, Lord, help us to come to ourselves and realize who we are. We belong in the king's house. Oh, glory to God. I said, that's going to quit. But Mephibosheth was a cripple. I mean, you know, every one of us was a cripple when we come to Christ. We was a cripple. Something had us crippled. But the king went and brought him to the king's house. He brought this crippled soul, crippled mind, crippled attitude, negative attitude, all those things. He brought it to the king's house and set him at the king's table. I mean, you know, you're eating the king's food. The Bible said in the while they was 40 years in the wilderness, they ate the angels' food every day, sent from the king's table. Every day we're blessed with eating wonderful, dominant things from God. It's joy and what? Unspeakable. Excuse me. <clears throat> Or not this lady, the seed of Abraham, be healed. Broken relationships need to be healed. Family relationships need to be healed. Our lives will be tremendous when we forgive, make amends. He's there to help us every breath we have. He's there to help us. God bless you for being here today. How many know that you can overcome anything in this world? Anything. I don't care what it is. I worked with some guys when they first come out about smoking. One of them was wound up in years. The other was quite a bit older than I was. Both of them said they'd been smoking all my life since I was just a little boy. I've been smoking. When they came out with how bad it was to you, what did they do? What both of them do? 
quit cold turkey. Just quit. When you get your mind made up and you got Christ with you, I tell you, you can quit anything. One of them was a confirmed alcoholic. He had been in trouble here and get in jail here, and he just couldn't quit. But one day he said, said, you know, this is enough. I'm quitting today. He quit. All things are possible with those that believe and have faith. It doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not. If you have faith, you can accomplish the plan of God for your life. He can change you from a, He can take you from the trash or from the ashes and put you in the throne room. And I believe that's where we are today. We're in the throne room. Let us come to ourselves. Let us forsake some things that has us bound. Glory to God. The Ethiopian was riding in the chariot with Philip, and the Ethiopian said, what hinders me? And Philip says, nothing if you believe. He said, well, stop this chariot then, I believe. Let's be baptized right now. And they both were baptized. If you would only believe. We need to ask God sometimes, what's hindering me? We need to come to ourselves and realize what God has for our lives beyond what we can ever imagine or ever ask. What kind of day are you going to have in the morning? Wonderful day. Put one on schedule. Don't put, oh, my goodness, it's blue what? If you look at the Scripture closely, we get what we say. Book of Mark. Mark 16 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. Christians are never to follow signs. Signs will not build your faith. Faith cometh by hearing. The Lord has really impressed on me this last week. The only way you're going to get faith is cometh by hearing and by hearing. Don't never follow signs, miracles, and wonders. Mark 16 said they're to follow you. Faith. Just a little bit of faith. Faith grows. Keep your eye on Jesus, regardless of what the world looks like. Why did Peter sink in the water when he walked to Jesus? Jesus told him to come. Why did he sink? Took his eyes off and looked upon the problem. We cannot have the full blessings of God looking on the problem and look at him. Because when you, when you look at your problem, the first thing you know, you're going to sink. But if you stay focused on him, one good thing about people, people say, well, Peter sank. Well, he didn't. <laughs> the Lord caught him. I mean, glad when you're about to sink, the Lord catches you. That's not his divine plan for our lives. Divine plan, extraordinary living, and the blessings of God. God bless you for being here today. What kind of day you going to evening you going to have? Wonderful evening. Think wonderful thing. Speak wonderful thing. You shall receive all. All it asks shall what? What it say? Shall receive. All that seeketh what? Shall find. And all that knocketh it shall what? Be open unto you. So God bless you. Happy Father's Day and just happy a great day. I know you look around, you probably can't so much going on, but you can in the Lord.
God bless you. You're dismissed in the Lord.